process podcast episode 305 we're back it's, a, mm. it's another day it's been a day and it's been a day. today feels today feels like the first proper day back in winter even though winter is not for like another month and a half but it's the sun setting as early as it does now I'm like oh yeah we're in that time of year again time to just hunker down it's real nice out though it's super yeah, warm surprisingly out. At least here. Yeah, it was like 17 today, I think. Something yeah, stupid. Something like that, yeah. Um, took the car out for a wash last night. I hadn't washed it and hadn't properly washed it in probably two or three months. Um, but I went out mm. two weekends ago. Maybe two weekends ago. Two weekends ago um, to Mono Cliffs with a guy from work who was visiting from Amsterdam. And it had rained in like the three days before that. And we're taking a back road so that we didn't have to pay for parking there because you have to like reserve parking ahead of time, right? Um, yeah. Which is the whole reason why we never went on our photo trip was because we couldn't get a mm -hmm. reservation. Um, so I'm going down this this back road thing and there's it's like fine, a very fine mud, like very sandy, but yeah, gross mud beige colored um and i had to drive through it drove through it caught the car completely plastered in like caked in a layer to the point that it looked like a military vehicle that had been painted like sandstorm gray right. like it yeah. it looked like i belonged in kandahar basically is what i'm trying to say um <laughs> right yeah. you know i was fighting the uh whoever fights there um and i finally so i i go out last night after the podcast and go out to get a car wash touchless so that I don't have to scratch the paint. Um, so I go to arguably the best touchless car wash in Aurora new market. And I pull into the parking lot. It's like 15 minutes from my house, drive all the way over there and it's closed. It's under construction. And it's like, at like opening date, like February, 2022. Oh joy. That's not happening. So then I'm sitting in the parking lot like, on my phone trying to find another touch this place and it's 15 minutes in the opposite direction from my house which means 30 minutes to get there from where i am now so i drive over there finally get in and i go into the it's at a shell gas station you know right. i'm not a shell guy personally um i'm more of a petro can or an so because i get pc points um i'm all about those those rewards cards um so i go into the shell and the guy at the counter is on the phone talking to someone, right? Not doing his job, which I don't expect him to, but a, an attempt would be nice. Um, so this is a public service announcement to Shell to hire better people. Um, and he, because I parked right like in front of the, the store, obviously, because I'm important. And he, t he looks out the window, right? Because I said, can I just get a car wash? Um, and then I said, just, just the regular one, um, which is like nine ninety nine. And then he goes and looks at the car. He's like, Oh no, 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 you're not gonna, you're not, there's no way. And I'm avoiding an accent. Um, he said, there's no way that a regular car wash is going to clean that. I'm like, 
give me the regular car wash <laughs> and I will figure out what works and what doesn't. Thank you very much. How dare you assume that you know what the car wash is going to do? He's like, is that salt? I'm like, no, it's mud. Like, where have you been? How would that be salt? I, hey, I could be driving through a salt. That's man. true. That's true. It's so. possible. Plead ignorance. But, um, so yeah, I said, no, just give me the regular one. He goes, oh, I really don't think it's going to work. Is it? He's like, you're going to need the deluxe one. I'm like, give me the premium one which is like the middle one. It's like regular premium deluxe, something like that. I said, yeah. give me the premium one. He's like, okay. And I said, if the premium doesn't work, I'll come back in and buy another premium car wash and I'll be paying for two unnecessarily. And he goes, okay, good, good, good. And I'm like, yeah, okay, get fucked. Get back in the car, go through. Obviously it works absolutely fine. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's the story of how I washed my car. That's what I did last night. Nice. That's that's the end of the story. I washed it well, and it looks a lot cleaner than it did yesterday. So you have to go out and get some like, um, some nice sponges and some nice yeah. cloths and some wax mm-hmm. and some squeegees, and then like you know spend one of those days just massaging the maybe not massaging the, the metal it's too cold, but like in the spring, mm-hmm. you get all you like accumulate over the winter, like all the all the stuff mm-hmm. you need and then in the spring the first wash of the spring you just do it yourself nice and you're just you know that, i like that idea it's washing a car with your hands is 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 fun I think. do you it's ever special. use like a broom not a broom that you would sweep the floor with but like a brush that's on an extending pole um, to do like the windshield or something sometimes like my dad's got an old one that's like one side's like a like a sponge kind of yeah and the other is like a plastic or a, a squeegee rubber, type like, thing, squeegee wiper yeah. type thing. Yeah, my dad got my dad. My dad has a lot of stuff in the garage of like cleaning cars mm, and stuff like that. That makes sense. Cupboards full of goodies. Oh, cupboards full of goodies. Which I try to like steal sometimes, and or try to be like, oh, that looks nice. I'll just take that and like, <laughs> put that back. Don't. Do you have this. like a? He's got tons of spray paint and oh. tons of like. He's got a whole cupboard full of like. He's got like a bunch of different car waxes and polishes and squeegees hmm. and all that do you have a mechanic's stuff. garage would you say or a, or a car oh, yeah. man's garage oh yeah. is it like oh yeah atmospheric of, i mean oh yeah you gotta come in and and come down one day and just work on the that's car what i'm saying you. like when i moved to kitchener by the way we're moving to kitchener december one um <clears throat> right i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the camera we're gonna do a photo shoot of you like working on the porsche in the garage because mm. it's going to be a nice vibe bring a light or two or something like that and get it all like nice and moody um and i'll also work on the car at the same time yeah i'm gonna get you working on the car just to get you get labor get out labor of out of me get my little bitch hands working again yeah it's a good vibe though i like like being in the garage and working mm-hmm. on something it's 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 like having a project right and it, that's a long-term project yeah that's why I was like my dad like the other uh, earlier when we were out working on it. I was like, when it gets time when we sit around the car and have to go and sand all these little like rust, little spot rust areas that are like mm-hmm. popped up. They sand it down to get the flaky paint off, get it smooth, mm, yeah. and then maybe a little bit of wet sanding. And then you have this like rust treatment stuff you put on and then wipe it off and then clean it and then just prime mm-hmm. it. 
for now. I was like, when we get to do that, I'll get Seb down here because I know his favorite thing in the world is saying oh, things oh, yeah. for hours. Endlessly. So I was like, <laughs> he was laughing. I was like, trust me, that's what we used to make fun of him for. That's like. <laughs> he sanded things too much. Yeah. He enjoys it too much. So I was like, and then, yeah, when we're working on stuff, I'll get you. Yeah. Um, get some, get some, extort some. Extort some labor out of me. I'm, I'm cheaper than China yeah. in that sense. Cheap labor. Cheap mm-hmm. labor. Um. But I, th- I I can imagine, like, I can picture this series of photos of, and not even, like, of your face, but, like, of hands working on this thing and, like, the relationship between, like, man being a general, a, hum- a human, human and machine, mm-hmm. that kind of, that relationship and how the human is repairing and resurrecting this giant mechanical monstrosity that performs like a billion things at once it's very 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 metaphorical to life it's like you are the god and the car is the entity which is creating life you're creating life out of this thing right right so and i can imagine some really cool cool photos with that so yeah i definitely want some like imagine we imagine we we get like the shot like the money shot, the the big the big kahuna the big cheese right, mm-hmm. and we get that printed in like a giant frame, and you put that up in in the wall in your studio, and it's just it oh, just yeah. hangs there with a a presence and an ambiance. Yeah, and then in like the future garage, I have a copy of it mm-hmm. by the car when it's finished, and then when I walk out, I'm like. Talk to the car and be like, "Hey, this is what you look like when you're a kid. <laughs> Years ago, this is what you looked like. It's like what you do Actually, with a child. A kid. You're already an old man when I got you, but I adopted you as an elderly person. Not quite that old. But old. How old? How 30, old is it? Thirty years old. Thirty-seven. What year is it? Eighty-four. 84. That's six. Carry the seventeen. Thirty-seven. Square root of five hundred and seventy-four. Yeah, that's right. 37 almost 38 because it was made in february oh wow february 1984 so almost 38 years old wow february 1984 yeah. what happened in february 1984 that's a good question and it was west germany too we got to make the distinction because that was before the berlin wall came down and west germany which was the the friendlies the not so scary oh, yeah true i believe yeah. yeah yeah what happened i have what happened in february 1984 not necessarily yeah. Germany, um, but China and the Netherlands regained diplomatic relations. Um, the Lebanese army fight in Beirut. The tenth space shuttle mission, Challenger Four, was launched. Um, uh, New Zealand beat England by an innings oh. in three days. 82 and 93. I don't even know what sport that's in. Cricket. Cricket. Probably. Cricket. Probably. Um, astronaut Bruce. Oh, Bruce, what a nice name. Bruce McCandless <laughs> makes his first untethered spacewalk. Oh, wow, what a last name, though. Jesus. Mick, Mick Candles. Candles. Or, or I pronounced Mick. it wrong. It's Mick Candles, which is, which is still pretty cool. Um, 
an in- now I'm looking. Here's the sorry. You continue. Um, there was an individual named David who was born without an immune system, and he touched his mother, made contact with his mother for the first time at the age of twelve. Does that mean I name the car David after such a weird event that happened that year? You could, yeah. The uh, Winter Olympic Games also opened in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. Interesting. Um, uh, the tenth space space shuttle mission, Challenger Four, returned to Earth. Um, Kale Yarborough becomes the first Daytona Five Hundred qualifier above two hundred miles per hour. Um, The first heart and liver transplant was done on February 13th. Um, Canadian speed skater did something. Um, The Olympic Games close. There's an oil fire. Iraq does something. Michael Jackson wins eight Grammys. You could call him Michael. Hmm. I think my dad would think I'd be naming after him, and I think me and both my dad, both me and my dad would find that weird. It's a bit too much emotion. Bit too much, bit too close. Yeah, that makes sense. That's understandable. Right now I'm on uh, Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking all the cars that were introduced in 1984. It was a gap year, or not a gap year, a leap year. 1984. So there was a February. It could have been made on February 29th. Technically. I wish I knew the on the badge in the car it doesn't say the exact the day, but I wonder I wonder through the information through the VIN number it'd probably tell the exact day. Probably. If you dig deep enough. If you dig deep enough, it has to be somewhere. I was just about to say I was like on I'm looking at all the cars that introduced in nineteen eighty four, but just see a comparison. That's not exactly true because the the 944 came out in like 82, I think. Oh, right. Um, so it would be like specific like models. 81. Yeah, I was just looking to see what other cars are around at the time. Cool Ferraris, cool Fords. Uh, anything? Anything hyper interesting? Oh, the Saab 9000. Hell yeah. You could call it that. It would be a bit weird, but call it by another car i think that's almost that's like, blasphemous that's blasphemous yeah that's like that's not even okay i don't even think you're allowed to do that i think that's a federal crime no that's a federal crime 100 sure. <laughs> up to up to up to 10 years imprisonment for committing such an act um cool thing we we're looking the other day was like numbers like how many were made right mm-hmm. so 1984 they made Worldwide, 26,539 944s across all the models, which actually at the time, I think it was just the base model. Wow. Just the, just the 944. The S and the Turbo weren't out then, I don't think. Um, so mine is one of 26,500. Hmm. What's, from that year. what's that in percentage? You could call it that as a percent, like point. <laughs> look at you, 0.0045273. That'd be kind of funny. It's a bit meta. Out out of those, 16,618 were sent to the US, which mine would have been part of that. So there, mine's mm. even mine's one of 
16 and a half thousand. There you go. Sent to the U.S. There you go. That's kind of cool. You know? I dig that. I have a, uh, I have a small yes. story about an email that I got the other day. Got an email oh. from, uh, from Mazda Canada. And it had a, a little image inside this email. I can't remember if I spoke about it yesterday on the show or not. But um, the caption was, uh, there is always a new terrain. The journey begins 11 forward slash 15, referring to November 15th, which is in six days. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Is that another car that I need to buy? Um, obviously not. Can I interrupt one yes, second? Yes, yes, interrupt. Sorry, I, just, I, I found another like little um, forum site that popped up. Ooh. And they were talking about like estimating like how many nine fours do you think are left like operational on the road kind of thing driving. Oh, and some like random. It's on Renlist, which is a famous forum for fours. Um, and this guy's like, "Oh, I found this site which says there are six thousand two hundred ninety seven left worldwide." And that was in twenty sixteen. Worldwide, apparently. So, so like, mine could be like one of six thousand in the world. That's really cool. Which actually is pretty like pretty rare. That's, that's very tight. Of ones that are, I mean, I don't know if mine would be class because technically it doesn't. Uh, I mean, you could push it, but it doesn't run. It's not operational. <laughs> it can run um, down a hill. It can run down a hill if you if it has a bit of encouragement. But yes. Huh. Anyway, when so does something gonna... become classified as a classic car or a classic automobile? <sighs> is there like a time period that needs Age? to be passed? I mean, I guess so. Hmm. I mean, like the other day I went to go to Service Canada, try and register it. Oh, really? Um, How did that go? Under my name. Well, I lined up for about an hour and a half just to then be like, oh, yeah, you need to get it um, appraised before we do <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, what? You like, waited an hour and a half? Yeah, to, for like a minute for them, for the lady to be like, yeah, you got to get it appraised first. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, cause apparently how in Canada anyways, any vehicle over 20 years old. Oh, so I wonder if that over 20 means classic car. Maybe, maybe in their definition for a legal term for a legal term, but that would mean, no, no, that's wrong. Cause that by that logic, a car from 2001 would be a classic car, which is, that's not, a that sounds car. blasphemous. I, I feel like anything like, I don't know what, yeah. What does, what does that What's the uh, criteria? I thought it was 50 for some reason. Well, mine would be considered a classic car, and that's almost 40 years old. Hmm. I would say, to me, anything 80 seems classic. To me, 90s, for some reason, doesn't feel right to say it's a classic car. The 90s, we talk about the 90s as if it was right. like six years oh, ago when right. it was... 1999 was 21 years ago. Beginning of the 90s is 30 years ago. Um, Most cars that are defined as classic are 1948 and earlier, according to the CCCA. Oh, that's Classic cars were typically expensive to begin with and produced in limited quantities. An antique vehicle, um, at least 30 years old, which is the minimum age. 30 years old. Minimum age for historic and vintage plates in many provinces is 30 years old. I was gonna say I was like anything forty eight and before. That's 
if that meant 1948 before, that means like barely anyone would have a fucking. That's costume. prehistoric. So that's that's prehistoric. Um, they're probably the seats were made out of like T Rex leather at that point. It's <laughs> prehistoric. So they're talking here. Oh. 30 years or older, though, makes sense. Because to me, right now, that would be like the 80s. Yeah. And and before. Yeah. Which, to me, feels appropriate to assign the word classic car. Mm-hmm. To I saw a Chrysler Prowler the other day. Those things are like... Because that would be... Was that late 90s, early 2000s? That was early 2000s. I have no it? clue. I just remember it Maybe from it like 99? Uh, Gran Turismo. 97 to 2002. Okay. Like, those... I'd buy one. Have they aged well? No. no. They look very late 90s, early 2000s. They're weird. I I had a phase where I liked them when I was a kid because they were so different. I see. It was like a modern... It was like, you know, the brief, I guess, what would a modern hot rod look like? Yeah. It's it's so strange. Like looking at it, I've got it but pulled it's, up it's here. It's very weird. It's yeah. weird looking at it, under and like having an, an understanding of, of automotive and transportation design. Like looking at it now, I'm like, whoa. I, it I, is very. Strange. I feel like I know why they made certain decisions, but why did they make certain decisions? I feel like it would have been like an engineering nightmare or like a road safety nightmare to meet all the laws around mm-hmm. it i feel like it would be such a pain yeah i remember talking about it with my dad when i was a kid saying like that i when i grew up i wanted to buy one of those that's the car i wanted to drive <laughs> and he's like you don't want to be driving a chrysler and i was like i don't even know what that means what does that mean now you do and now i know i, I wonder that must be like a crash test nightmare that must Probably. not be very good i mean it must have passed you know the minimum requirement but I can't imagine that being very, uh, very safe, safe in an accident. I mean, it's long; yeah. it's got length to it. But like, I just don't feel like there's that much physical mass between you and the outside of the door. Yeah, no, it's pretty. <laughs> or like pretty you slim. and the outside of the vehicle, right? Pretty slim, to say the least. Especially because it comes to a point, right? Because it's like kind of that old school hot rod shape. Yeah. I'd like to. I don't. Uh, yeah, Chrysler Prowler <laughs> transportation. You know what I picture is you hit something and both the wheels collapse and you're just in like a sled now, like a rocket, <laughs> and you're just propelled towards a wall or a tree. That's what I see happening. Then you die. That makes sense. But see, the there's some sketches here that oh, you found the old school renders. Yeah, stuff. that seem to be of the era. And they look pretty clean. They look clean in like a weird way. Well, I imagine that. I imagine that'd be like, you know, on the lunchtime, the designers like as a fun brief between each other, like, what would a modern hot rod look like? And they're doing it. And then like the boss walks by and they're like, make that. I'm going to talk upstairs and I'm going to go talk to the boys upstairs and see if we can make that. And they're like, wait, wait, what? What do you mean? This is a joke. Please don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're like, after lunch comes back down got great news (laughs) the executives and the marketing team love the idea of the question which you asked yourselves which is what would a modern hot rod look like they absolutely love the idea and they have already sold it (laughs) they've already planned on marketing it so now you gotta actually make it like oh and they're like looking around like how the fuck is it gonna be a 
safety nightmare. <laughs> oh, I've got a good image for you here. I'm just gonna put it in our studio vibes chat because I think you're gonna and then I think you're gonna laugh. Right. You want to uh you want to pull that open just so I can get an authentic reaction here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Um... He's opening it. <laughs> Isn't that so strange? It's a Prangler. It's a Jeep Wrangler and a Chrysler Prowler smashed into one. The Prangler isn't real. It can't hurt you. <laughs> but the prank. <laughs> that looks you know weird. what? Like one of the funniest things of laughing at is it's on like Reddit. The, the side of like. <laughs> so for people obviously can't see, it's the front end of a Prowler and then where the windshield is. From there onwards to the words of the back of you, it's just a Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> which is a box. But the part that I'm laughing at is the side of the door and the side of the car, mm -hmm. the Jeep part. I can't tell if, like, it's been put together really poorly and, like, all the metal is dented or if that's just the shitty surfacing that Wranglers already have to begin with. Because the lighting, is it, it looks like they tried to shape it. Yeah. With like just a hammer over like a fucking kitchen table, like it looks awful. Oh. That is, yeah, that's a sight. To that go. is disturbing. You imagine like I mean the Prowler definitely must be a death trap. Yeah, and Wranglers are already known as death traps. Yeah. So what you've done there is create death trap squared. Death trap squared. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, that is that is really disturbing. What do you think about a, a modern redesign of uh Prowler? Of a nah. no? I like as a project, right? Say that's a school project. You're intentionally if, redesigning controversially ugly vehicles. See to do it in my mind what a redesign of that would be like the proper way to do it would not be redesigning the Prowler, but but um re revisiting the 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 brief mm -hmm. of like what would a modern hot rod look like because the prowler i mean if its purpose was to look like it belongs from the late 90s early 2000s it aces it mm -hmm. it looks it it's a it's a product of the time right it is. like it looks very late 90s early 2000s for sure that's why it's kind of dated. Yeah. Um, Cause it looks, it shares a lot of design cues and a lot of like styling um, cues from like other late nineties, early two thousands, like American car companies. Yeah. Unfortunately has, it has not aged and well. not in a great way. Yeah. yeah. So redesigning that would just be, I think you're already starting on, <laughs> on, a, on a bad. Yeah. You're not starting on a good place. So, I think you'd have to revisit the whole the actual brief. What would a modern hot rod look like? And I think, I mean, you can see some online that people do like futuristic hot rods and like, it looks like an old hot rod, mm -hmm. but futuristic. Um, and I feel like now with electric and stuff like that, you could, you could do something that's really modern and stylish, but still kind of take some like form cues from, you know, decades ago. Mm -hmm. Um but like I feel like now you'd still have the problem same problem selling it to people as you yeah. as, as you do with the prowler being like, you want to strap into this <laughs> this this like 
death box, this coffin on wheels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, maybe if the price is right. And they're like, haha, also the price, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. And then it's not there. It's like, you know, it's. I know they had a hard time selling those because. Yeah, I feel like it's for such a niche type of person. Yeah, it's very particular. It's like they're like, oh, the the the, the hot rod fans have grown up will b- love this mm-hmm. and have it alongside their old hot rods. It's like no, the hot rod fans are. It's dead. a hot rod that starts, and then it's like, okay, the people who are really into hot rods aren't gonna buy that because either they have a hot rod that runs, yeah, and and so they don't need a shitty replica of it. And the people that like might be interested, the ones that really like funky, weird looking vehicles. And both of those types of pe- groups are very niche and small. Yeah, you don't right? have a large so, like, pool of people to pick from. I'm surprised, man, that thing, maybe it's just a 90s thing, a late 90s thing, but I'm surprised that got passed. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they were like, someone in the company was like, this is a great idea. Like, I wonder the person probably got fired <laughs> to like the boss of the company and was like, we should do this. This is going to be the next big thing. And then. It wasn't, and they're like, "Yeah, so um, see you later." And then just walking out of the fucking store, out of the, out of the studio, holding these sketches of, you know, a coffin on wheels. Well, they still like think about that, and then the Pontiac Aztec was a vehicle that was designed. They made models of it. They looked at it. They did sketches of it. More than one person did all those things. Mm-hmm. And it was still one of them. a flop, and it was still, by our standards and by the general public standards, an ugly car. But that's an example, like the, the Aztec is an example of getting public feedback to influence what a consumer wants in a vehicle as opposed to relying solely on the company's own intelligence and confidence in their process per se to come up with a to tell the consumer what they want the the consumer tells them what they want they're like okay like here's this thing that satisfies everything that you asked for and but it looks terrible you know what i could i i could see how it happened it was like a art center Mm. grad who did like a modernized hot rod or had for like a project or something Mm -hmm. in the portfolio graduated got into one of the big oems or got into chrysler and that's what one of the bosses saw and that's one of the reasons why they hired him because the idea was really cool Mm -hmm. as a concept and they're like we actually want to do this you know because this is what the future is and then they realized that the future didn't actually go into that direction yeah not the way you want it to go maybe for a concept is cool but like to actually put into production jesus christ yeah, that's the uh, shockingly impressive part. Not even from a point of view that's just ugly, but like, it just seems like a nightmare to manufacture and to road test and, to, and all the safety tests and like all the production costs for that. I'm just surprised it got that far, to be honest. But yeah, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? But to uh, to loop it back to the Mazda story. Um, yeah. The new Mazda CX-50 is going to be coming out on the November 15th, I said, I believe. November 15th. Um, right. It makes a very brief appearance in... There's a there's videos on YouTube now. There's also a video on 
um, Instagram, Mazda Canada and Mazda USA of the CX-50 um, carrying a kayak and it's driving through a rainforest, which, oh, of course, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, but that kind of like, if you were to be like, here's that guess what the commercial is going to be like for the like unveiling of this new car. Mm-hmm. And I, I think within like three guesses, I would have chose, I would have guessed kayak on the roof. And then I would have said rainforest or just forest mm-hmm. or beach or city, I think. City is a good bet. Or like desert city canyon. City is a good bet. City is a good bet because most <laughs> the, of them are. The road, probably. But a kayak through a rainforest is pretty up there with like, okay. Yeah, it's a bit cliche. It's a bit cliche. But anyway, it's, it's Mazda. I'll let them get away with it. Yeah, they understand. They know things. Um, and it seems as if this is more of an off-road direction for the whole concept the lines on it like the lines on the car itself from the there's fairly there's a there's a few images of it online some of the sketches if you google the cx yeah if you google the cx50 it's actually renders of the cx5 oh god i went up to the Um, chat and i saw the fucking praying word again (laughs) <laughs> how terrible i was gonna say that? when i we showed you threw some of the renders in and i was like these do look like i was like it, it looks just like the cx5 which it says it's supposed to replace right but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing because the, the cs5 looks pretty cool and these renders look really cool yeah but it does look like i mean it, it looks like a lifted mazda 3 or Mm-hmm. or a slightly bigger version of yours which like that's not a bad thing like it makes sense right it's the bigger mm-hmm. family member within their lineup right exactly and uh some of the lines on it seem to be a bit not harsher but maybe tighter is the right word to use this article say it's um, gonna have a it's gonna be a rear wheel drive I thought I read all-wheel drive standard, like across the board all-wheel drive. I was just like the I could have read that wrong. The though. one you put in uh, in the chat it says 2022 Mazda CX-50 SUV may replace CX-5 with rear-wheel drive platform, straight six engines. I mean, rear-wheel drive mm. straight six gets me excited in all the good ways. In all the good um, ways, gives you the fizz. But I mean, this could just, Proper this is like, fissory. could just be like guesstimation type info, right? Yeah. I think it's still a bit speculative. I would be, to be honest. surprised if they did. Um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't all wheel drive. Yeah. Same. I would be very surprised if it, if it wasn't, especially if they're going for like an off-road. Especially if they're trying to pitch it as an off-road type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Because um, other than the MX-30, which is the electric, kind of the electric version of my car. Yeah, I forgot they had um, that. Yeah, and that's coming to Canada, I think, next year mm. or the year after um, in terms of like commercial availability. Um, I think that's a good example. The MX-30 is a, is a clean example of an electric vehicle that, doesn't try to be something it's not it's not trying to 
be an electric vehicle. It's not, and it's also not trying to be a regular internal combustion engine vehicle. It just is, it's a Mazda Yep. in that sense. Um, I was just about to say, like, I think Mazda has, has a good opportunity for electric vehicle designs because of like their front end. Like, you know, we were talking about a little oh, while yeah. ago, like oh, yeah. when we were talking about the Rivian truck, right? I yeah. really like the front end. And I said like, it's, it was designed not to be a gas car and then they took the grill off, but it was designed to be an electric car mm-hmm. from the get go, which is obvious. Yes. But the way they did it, they weren't trying to look like a regular car. It was like, mm-hmm. they added enough familiarity that like you look at it and you're like, okay, it's a vehicle, but it's still futuristic and different. Whereas like mm-hmm. to me, some other cars, like possibly even Tesla, or some other electric versions of gas cars, they, it's the same, but they just took the grill out. And it, and it, because yeah. the design was, it wasn't designed from the beginning to not have a grill. It looks empty. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, like the front end of the Mazas, I feel like lend themselves really well to not having a grill. Something just like the they shape really of the do. front ends, like the form they have, like I think like frames it nicely. And there's an I completely there's agree. enough of like um like surface changes that are going on that like you can mm-hmm. not have a grill and it doesn't look empty. I feel yeah. like Yeah. I'm just gonna put the uh the MX thirty in the chat here. Um Yeah. And you'll be able to pull that up and see. Yeah. Like it it doesn't it doesn't it's not saying it it could be you you don't know it could be electric or it could be internal combustion yeah, engine yeah it well yeah i mean the grill's a little small for combustion engine i guess it but is. like it doesn't look it doesn't scream electric no which i think I is still, okay i think like the, the the concept like the digital renders that we have up like that one front three quarter like Take the grill out of that, mm. and there's still yeah. enough shape going on that I think like I just love Mazda's headlights and how they go into like the the bottom of the hood and then the like the top of the bumper, like mm. it's just a very nice place to be in that whole form over there. It's I beautiful. think it's nice to have without even like a grill. It might be the most beautiful thing on the planet. I don't know. I could be wrong, but we both could be wrong. I just, Kodo. I just think like they do. I mean, I think a lot of people agree Mazda's right now for like kind of you know, if the more I don't want to say the more regular, but like the the non luxury brands, friendly. you know the, mm-hmm. the the more consumer brands, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. it's probably like the best design, or at least definitely one of the best because their whole range looks nice, and like we've said many times yeah. before, they all look like. They belong to the same family, but they're still individual. Mm-hmm. Um, they still look different enough. It's like a family. It, 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 it's a nice, beautiful exactly. family. And like the way, like, I think everyone would agree that the sides of the cars right now, like, it's just mm. is like I think like a like a great way to show people like look, look at how like detailed and beautiful and interesting you can make a form without overcomplicating it you know mm-hmm. without hard it's lines. like yeah it's, it's just there's no hard lines it's all changing of surfaces and mm-hmm. really like controlling how multiple surfaces meet 
you know, and what that shape looks like and, and feels like, um, and, and, and you end up with like this form that like, you know, is kind of classic in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's timeless. It's it timeless could be from now. It could be from the nineties. That's the thing. A lot of cars that are timeless are like non hard line body lines. Right. That's true. Um, That's true. And they, I think they've done it really well. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see like a surface model of like the, especially of, of my car. Cause each time I like, I walk up to it, I try and imagine the side of it as clay. like a cross section and as clay. Like, okay, if I was modeling this to get that highlight, what am I doing and how am I doing it? And I've walked up to this thing probably like 200 times. And I still have no idea. Yeah. I don't I know. still think I would like to see more of that into that um, electric one. Same. That was one thing for me. Like, I like the front. I like the top. I like the bottom section with the rocker panels. And I like the rear. But it's just the... Uh, it's the simplicity of the side. But it's almost somewhat void of... Character, it almost looks like the generation before the ones they have now. Oh, interesting. In, in, in my mind, like it almost looks like to me, like it precedes the CX five and the yeah, CX-9 like it, it just looks stuff. like before they went a little ballsy and a little experimental and really went out there with the surfacing. Like mm-hmm. to me, the surfacing seems a bit boring on on the electric one. Like it looks a bit out of the family, kind of the ugly duckling. It still looks kind of cool. I mean, I oh. love the headlights. I don't mind. Yeah. Don't mind the grill shape. I think the massive logo is a bit. The badge is too big, but below, it's a bit obtrusive. Below the grill or the whatever where the badge is, and above the the front bumper, I like how simple that is. There, it kind of has this robust feel, even though it's like it doesn't need to be with all the black plastic and stuff. It's a little too much, I think, for mm-hmm. me. But to me, it's like the side looks a bit too generic. And one of the yeah. great things with the Mazdas mm. right now, I think, is like they look Mazda and they're mm. like the design is unique and the form is unique to Mazda right now without being too fucking crazy like Lexus we always talk about, which is like yeah. Polygon Central. But whereas it's like it's unique, but maybe not in a great way. They've gone almost too right. crazy to be unique, whereas Mazda's like it's timeless and it's like a recipe that will always work. But done, yeah, they, but they've done yeah. it in a really tasteful, like unique way. The Mazda, right? Yeah, that electric one, they've I'm not crazy about. To be honest, Kodo kind of looks like. I feel like there's a lot of small SUVs that have the same same body side. Hmm. In in my opinion. That's why it's good to have an objective opinion here. Yeah. And an objective thought person, but the door is open like this. Oh yeah, they go both ways, right? Yeah, like I could be wrong. I just I'm imagining this front three quarter render with out the grill, like that shape but electric. Mm. And to me, that'd be a lot yeah. more exciting than the actual electric one. Yeah, I really like this rendering style too. It's very it's um, real gnarly. I wonder if it's like one person or they've all like, you know, a couple people that do the final digital renders, but they all do the exact same style. Because every single like digital sketch and render I've seen from Mazda. It's that it's that style. 
Yeah. I feel like there's one guy that does like the press renders and everything yeah. else is all internal. Totally, is my guess. totally could be it. It looks cool. Like control the it look, it's shiny. that gets out there. Yeah. It's shiny. Very shiny. That's another thing too, is like the paint on that thing for some reason just looks different. Hits I mean, different. Honestly, it could be better paint. Like different companies do different things. And not even just the whole company, but like certain models, right? That's like I true. remember I listened to Smoking Tire podcast with that with Matt Fair, the one of the car journalists, and he has a a Maki, the Mustang the mm-hmm. Mustang, the Ford uh electric SUV. The one yeah, Mustang. Yeah. And he was like saying how i think he had it in silver and he said like he doesn't usually get cars in silver but the paint like on the mock keep was just so much better than every other four that like the paint just quality was like had like metal flake in it it was just the depth of it and it just looked like a really quality paint job so some cars mm-hmm. randomly just you know i've seen that too like if there's there's someone in the neighborhood here that has a maki and looking at it whether it's clean or not it just it the light hits it differently yeah. it's bizarre it's strange yeah like both the cars we have in the driveway are gray we've got a gray van and then my car which is gray mine's a bit darker but you look at them side by side and it's different it's i don't even know how to well, describe layers it, to it but right? it's like, just different it's not just gray it's like gray with a little bit of flake in it or it's just like i mean all That's the new Mazda I've seen always look shiny. <laughs> they always look yeah, noticeably more shiny. So. Very shiny. Probably put a little more, little more metal flake in, uh, in their paint. In the paint, good bit yeah, of depth, or at least the common paint colors nice that depth. people choose. Which I see a lot in the gray and that yeah. like blue gray and, um, mm-hmm. see and the reds. I see a lot in those colors that people choose. The red is nasty. Which the I can see why they do so... all the digital renders in the red because it's like that classic yeah. candy apple red, just like super shiny and it's japan and it's japan yeah that's true red's a prominent prominent color in japanese culture that is true i think i'm not japanese so correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> um you know I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna stand here acting like i know things but i know some stuff i know a little i know a lot about a little right i think okay fair you know you drift drift my drift catch my there catch, yeah just got a notification on the laptop as we wrap this up that says Ontario's weather will hit some spots with up to 40 centimeters of snow. Oh, no. No, no, no. We don't want that. Yeah, I don't know where that is, and I don't know when that is. Um, That'd be fun just for the news to do that. Imagine if, like, the the weather channels did that. They're like, okay, so... We're gonna some areas are gonna get this much snow, but we're not gonna tell you which areas. Oh, these brutal. there will be like this amount. These areas, like, or there will be areas in Ontario that will get this much snow, but we're not gonna tell you which areas. Wouldn't that be a fun game? Fend, fend for yourself. Yeah. That's basically the Hunger Games, isn't it? Uh maybe I've never seen them or read them. Oh, I've seen the movies and never read the yeah, books. Yeah, I might be one of the few people left on Earth that haven't seen the movies. There's infants that were born today. Yeah, that's true. Quite a few. Maybe they came home from the hospital and the first thing that mom did was whack on the telly and put on Hunger Games and see, look, that's going to be you. You're going to be a bow and arrow person. That's a pretty interesting movie to put on. 
introduce your newborn child yeah. to your son? My first thought would be like Blue's Clues or something personally. You know, something kind of more low-key. I was thinking Cars because it's like friendly to children, mm. but you're also starting on them on their car journey, their car path, and passion early on, you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Just get, get them listening to the Crown Unfiltered podcast and right. then they... They, they wake up one day and they're like two months old and they start speaking. I was going to say, they, they, they grow up in a South African accent. Where do you learn this from? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Where did you come from? Nothing wrong with South African no, accents. They're, they're I awesome. I myself. wish I had one. They sound awesome. Oh, yeah. And say that again. And uh, you know what else you can say is uh, send an email to hiatbigdesigncompany.com uh, for design stuff because you can. And uh, visit the website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. If you have a podcast question, send it to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And what else? Oh, yeah. The Instagram. Zach Watson. Yes, What's our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, 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 very much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Peace.